This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Um, Ian, have you dressed up for today? Uh, yes, I, I. Well, I tried. I tried putting my coat on earlier. Couldn't manage it. <laughs> you, I, I thought. I didn't think you were going coat. I thought you were going a cape and a bit of bin liner. And well, a I, hat. I thought that, but then I thought I'm never going to look as good as uh, Travis. So no, no, point, no one there. can. No. no one can. No, no. All right. Well, let, 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 let's crack on. Let's get into this and uh, let's get to that scene because it's almost at the beginning, isn't it? It um, is. Yes. You, yeah. You know. Yeah, again, it's uh, it's one of these stories where we're dropped into it immediately, um, and uh, from the get-go, it's all wrong. Um, I mean, Robert Holmes wrote the Doc Lee sections. You know, you know, it's a nod. It's a, his homage to yeah. westerns, and on audio, it works fine. But when you watch it, oh, Gordon Bennett! Yes, it. This is where the uh, one where the production doesn't match the lofty aspirations of the script. No, um, which no. is a shame because it's a really good script i don't mind the fact that it looks cheap as crap <laughs> and it, i know you you really hate all the weird mm, costumes and that and i, I sort do. of can justify them for what it's it's <laughs> what the episode's doing but it boy do you have to suspend disbelief a bit it uh, does annoy me and i think it annoys me more in that i've just watched the dockley bits i mean when you watch it with the crantor and all the yeah. high camp and that that, and that that strange uh woman um, the, the croupier woman and yeah. everything, it kind of like all fits in because yes. in that you've got bright lights and tinsel and stuff like this. But, you know, yeah, the money had well and truly run out. I wish it had been earlier in the season that they had actually filmed it when they had a bit more money because, yeah, I'm sure the script and I'm sure in Robert Holmes's mind he was going for like a Mos Eisley cantina yes. sort of yeah, thing. because this, this is Western in space, which is weird because that's a, a genre that doesn't really require much money. It doesn't. It no. doesn't. And, 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 you know, the original Star Wars, the Mos Eisley Cantina, was a homage to Westerns as well. Yeah. You know, Han Solo with Greedo, that is a, a, a classic trope scene from Westerns, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it... it, it... Like you say, it, this shouldn't be difficult to do. And I wonder, remember you said a few weeks back about the uh, the, the actor you was talking to where it said, he said, or the director said, just went along and they asked him, what does he want to wear? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if this was the case as well. I wonder if they just, they took the extras into the sort of dressing up room and said, pick what you want. And of course they pick went for, oh, there's a Dracula costume. Oh, there's a... And they went for that rather than mm. someone sat there going, "No, this is a western in space. This should be, this should be all suede's and and beige colours, and it shouldn't yeah. be gaudy." Yeah. yeah, I mean that is you're hundred percent correct. That's what they've done. They've gone to the dressing up box, and it's like, yeah. "I'm I'm going to be a '30s gangster. Yeah. I'm going to be a nun. I'm going to be Dracula." You know, and it's it just smacks of. Uh, cheapness, it smacks of a rush job. I mean, yep. Dockley's outfit, I love Dockley's outfit. Sure. If everybody yeah. else but was dressed like that, I wouldn't have had a, had a... Well, I'd have the problem with the tinsel for walls because yeah. that's another thing they've done. They've got no money for... Uh, 
build putting up plywood walls so what do you do you hang some drapes and you hang some tinsel don't yeah, you yeah tinsel because it's space now Dockley's outfit is really good and i was looking at it and it's again i don't think it was made for this because it looks too nicely this is an awful slow on the program but it looks too nicely made to be a one-off um so i think they've probably got this out of you know either rented it or out of stock but it looks really good it, he's, he's like a sort of a, a, a town western drunk or a yes. prospector and it Travis's him, yeah it? Travis's it is a really good look so I mm. like Travis's sort of jump brown jumpsuit brown mm. suits Brian Croucher I think probably better than black but uh, it, it looks good the hat you know I can forgive the hat <laughs> but the hat's a bit strange and um, the uh, uh, what's his name Clever Dick yeah, however you can't say yeah. his outfit's okay, but then after you get out of that, everyone else is sort of pushing it, mm. aren't they? I mean, yeah. I, I was watching it, and there's a lovely. I think it's when Blake first enters the the bar, and he walks past that guy with the top hat and the fans, <laughs> and it's just it is so. It's like can you imagine someone just stumbling across this. Mm. You know, I get oh, it's what we said yeah. last week. This is the moment you don't want somebody who doesn't know Blake Seven to wander in yes. and watch a bit of this. Oh, yeah. this is this is the point where, as a, as a teenager, your mum and dad would have wandered in. <laughs> oh, what are you watching? You watching your program? Oh, yeah. Uh, it is. It's tacky. It, it yeah. is tacky. really That's tacky. Yeah. Tacky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you have you've got tinsel on the walls, you've got well, uh, you've got curtains on the walls, you've got those horrible seventies light fittings on the walls. The the bouncer at the door is wearing a thirties gangster outfit. Yeah, um, and you've got Z Z this guy who who's played by the guy who played Varon, didn't he, in the very first? That's that's right. Yes, he's yeah. Blake's lawyer. He's obviously in a D mob suit from yep. get some in or something yeah. like that, you know. Um, but Dockley, that Dockley's outfit, that. I'm I I never got round to looking at it, but that bounty hunter or whatever he is in the power of Kroll is is wearing an outfit yeah, a bit like similar, this. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same. But, I'll have, um, have to go and have a look. But yeah, it's Dockley's is definitely it. It suits the character, but it also suits the setting, and it, it's quite nice. It's got leather work on it. It's you know, it's it's tan color browns. Yeah, it it, it fits. It's funny because I you've just said almost word for word what I've got on my note, which is the the only thing that fits the setting. Yeah. Yeah. Get up. Hello, Z. So you're getting around. How's your leg? You drunken butcher. Look what you did. Lucky to have it, my friend. Lucky? You crippled me, Klein. Well, they brought you to me after that explosion. You hadn't a leg at all. I built that out of pieces. Get up. I want to see you fall down. All right. I'm going to count to three. One. Two. Ah! Thanks. Next time, don't leave it so late. Get out. Ungrateful scum! One of us has to see straight. Better be me. So yeah, Z is out for revenge on what Klein, because yes. you know uh, Doc Lee is going under the name of Klein, of what Klein did to his leg. Is that because um, he's a patsy? <laughs> oh, uh, no, mate. 
God, I wish I'd thought of that. Um, yeah, again, Robert Holmes is a good writer. And, yeah. you know, in a couple of lines, we get a backstory. We don't need to see it. We don't need to have flashbacks. But there's yeah. been some sort of an explosion on this ship. We're, we're later going to find out. It's called the Bari. And uh, Z lost a leg. And uh, Doc Lee made him a new one out of spare parts. Yeah. I wonder what he had lying about. Yeah, What's under his trouser pull leg? Pull your trouser leg up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, it'd be funny if he did that and it was just a sink plunger duct tape to something else. Or a Dalek plunger. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That would be yeah. hilarious. Um, the timeline for this, I'm a bit suspect on. Because um, later on, they sort of say that um, this Bari explosion was two years ago. And Travis was on board. So presumably it was the Stephen Greif Travis that mm. rescued Dockerley. Right. when okay. Yeah, where, do they mention in Star 1 at all? It's been so long since I've seen it. Do they mention when Star 1 was set up? When did Dockerley do no, this? I, only I, that it's yeah. been over years and, yeah. and putting that team on was relatively recently because, you know, Lorena, she's not yeah. exactly no, middle-aged, is yeah, she? She's, you know? I mean, you, you, you're talking... Oh, 10 years at the very maximum, aren't you? Mm, yeah, uh, it's it's yeah. really weird because the way Dockerley is talking and the way that people are chasing him and he's been on the run for, Blake says he's been on the run for so long, so long, but it doesn't really fit. It feels like this happened recently and it was a recent change and that he suddenly realised they were going to kill him. It, it doesn't feel like he's been on the run for like no. a decade. No, no. Because... Um, Travis has been, you know, shadowing him. That this, this this thing I keep mentioning, um, this audio that I'm going to send you, right, yeah. uh, for uh, preparation for the Travis Mark II um, one we do. Um, again, mentions it's a very good audio in which you actually find out that this Klein is on the Bari and he gets yeah. one of his mutoids to book him on the flight, right? Um, so you're going to hear all that um, um, pretty soon. But when you talk about timeline, I, I, I'm a bit confused also because Travis, okay, um, at the end of trial, he's given a pursuit ship and some mutoids, isn't he? Yes. By Servalan, and, and, and off he goes. The next story we get after that is Killer, which is nothing to do with uh, Travis. Yep. The next one after that is Hostage. And yep. when we find Travis there, he's ditch the mutoids he's got crimos hasn't he yeah and at the end serverland's there and she says i'm going to list you as dead there's no one freer than a dead man you work for me you know off the record and i'll have you listed as dead right yeah countdown is the next story after that where at the end blake finds from provine that dockerley is a cyber surgeon and yep. he's the only person that would actually know it, okay? The following story is voice, voice from the past, where we've got the whole silliness of Chavan. And at the end of that, it ends up with Travis. He's in that little cupboard, isn't he? With the guards battering down the door, and Blake and yep. Co teleport up. And well, he's never arrested. Really see what happens to him, yeah. No. And then the next story after that is this one. Yeah. So the story prior to this, Travis had been caught again by the Federation, but now he's on the run again and somehow knows about Dockerley. I don't know where he learned about Dockerley from. No. So presumably when, I mean, did, did Dockerley, had Dockerley already done his work when he was on the Bari? Or is it just a mad coincidence that, that Travis was on there, rescued him, then the very person that is the only person that later on knows about Star One just happens to be someone that, owes his life to Travis 
and it it feels horribly if that's the case it feels horribly coincidental it almost feels like the bowie accident should have been like less than a month ago in this episode's timeline and it was travis as he is now and travis knew about dockley and it saved his life and now i wouldn't put it past that travis sabotaged the, mm. the bowery to, to cause the explosion that injured so many people so that he could ingratiate himself with dockerly that would be a much more tighter written mm. storyline because that shows yeah. Travis is is wily and you know he he knows what he's doing. He set this up just to so that he can associate with Dockley until he finds out. You know, gets that moment when they're you know, yeah, they've trusted that, each that, other. And he's, that would be a much better storyline than this. What we end up with just a weird coincidental mash of of things. Yeah. Well, as I say, the audio repairs that. It oh, answers good. that. That um, yes, Travis was booked onto the Bari specifically to find Dockley because he right. knows that if he sticks close to Dockley, Blake eventually will find Dockley. Yeah. You know? But that's two years ago. Yes, that, 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 that's where it falls apart somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so yeah, we, yeah. Z, Z wants revenge for what he's done to his leg. Like you say, it could be a sink plunger, could be absolutely anything, okay? And, it, and it's not enough. He's going to gun Dockley down with yep. a Federation pistol. I don't know where he's got a Federation pistol from. Again, they've got no money, so they just get it, get anything out of store, yep. don't they? They get um, a gun. There wasn't yes. any Doc 2 ones going spare, so they used a... Yeah, Doctor Who must have been Blake's using it. all of theirs at the time. Yeah. Um, he doesn't get the chance, though, because uh, it's shot out of his hand by Travis. Yes. And in comes Travis, who's all cape and big hat. Tra- um, Travis is amazing. He's, he's shot the guy's the gun out of the guy's hand while his both arms are under the poncho. Yes. I've got I've got an image of him having like the crutch gun in from dust till dawn. Oh yeah, yeah well, you know the, yeah, yeah. the 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 cape opens up and <laughs> out it pops. Yeah, um, yes, um, yeah. Blake, uh, presumably Travis here is um, you know undercover um, in disguise, but he's still got the eye patch. Put a pair of sunglasses on or something like yeah. that. You know, he's covered up his left arm, but he's still got the eye patch. But I I like the look. last last time Travis tried disguising himself properly it was shivan wasn't it so yeah yeah yeah. let's not let's not go there yeah 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 Yeah, let's be grateful for it i don't mind it i mean we we said yeah yeah, we said way back when we were talking about um oh blimey i've forgotten his name um mr eyelashes um carnell uh, yeah carnell yeah, he had a little cape, and, and we said, yeah. you don't see many capes in Blake 7. Well, we've got a cape here, haven't we? And uh, I think it really suits him, even the floppy hat. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of Phantom of the Opera, you know, uh, yeah, this big floppy hat thing. It's a bit too um, much Phantom of the Opera rather than John Wayne, isn't it? I think the brim is just about an inch or so too too big. I'm yeah, Dockley's is yeah. all right. Dockley's is fine, uh, yeah. Dockley's yeah. is sort of Crocodile Dundee style, isn't it? It is. Oh, very, oh yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Brian Croucher is very good. I he, think he's, he's really good here. Again, yeah. yeah, he's subdued, isn't he? He's, yeah. he, he's yeah, not he's... going over the top or anything. And, um, and uh, you know, it, it, um, Dockley offers him a drink. It's like, no, yeah. one of us has got to see straight. Uh, yeah. Nice line. I, um, do like, I do like in this episode that we find out what Travis's tipple of choices and it's oh, a I'm coming I'm yeah. coming to that oh hang on I've got something to say about yeah. that um all this is being watched by uh Cheney yes um it's good cliche well, yeah. yeah the cliche right. western barmaid yeah um a phrase from our childhoods that you don't hear anymore um no. a tart with a heart tart do you remember that 
with a yeah. tart with a heart. Nobody says well, that there was anymore. Some, this, this character, I mean, this character and the, the lady almost looks like there was one in uh, Gunsmoke, wasn't there? Do you remember? The, yes. The, I can't yeah. remember. Miss Kitty or something like that it was? Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- th- this was a, a staple character and would have been a staple character then when uh, Robert Holmes was writing this, certainly. I cannot watch any, you know, any of these barmaid types, you know, especially the busty ones, without thinking of Joan Sims in Carry On Cowboy, yeah. because <laughs> that's my favourite one. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's there listening to all this, watching all this. And yes, we've got Dracula um, in the background. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think we discussed before when we were on the uh, the Crantor one, um, saying, is this just somebody, you know, making up for a bit of fun? Or is it that in the second calendar people still know about dracula you know which i don't want i don't find find mutoids being called vampires i haven't got a problem with that but somebody actually thinking that dracula has a top hat and two white fangs is just wrong in blake seven this sort of requires that the bela lugosi uh film from 31 has survived because that's about the Mm. only time i can ever remember dracula wearing a top hat um so yeah, I, I I like it when they do non-specific historical stuff, or they're talking about how they don't know this. I mean, I quite like that Crantor says about his outfit says it, it was based on someone called the Prince Regent, and they're not mm. entirely sure these are accurate. Yeah, like when he says to his uh, to canine, um, he says, "Is that headdress?" Uh, accurate yes. and yeah and you get that thing no one knows so he's just put it on his head yeah. it, 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 yeah. it would be nice if you know you had Dracula there but he's got a trilby or something yeah. like that because they only know a bit of the information they have to make up the rest of it so they get it wrong but they don't know they've got it wrong yeah mm. yeah they thought they thought the king of the vampires was Scott Bakula yeah and yes. do it that way <laughs> <laughs> all right so We've got to fast forward the bit, because we've already talked about it, with yes. Blake and Jenna and Callie uh, teleporting down to Freedom City. Yes. This story is one that's got an audio commentary on it, so Callie. I listened to it, and uh, Brian is Croucher... Is it just them apologising? No, 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 they, they, they think it's all quite fun, you yeah, know. Yeah, uh, it is. It, We're being yeah. rough on the episode, but it's good. Indeed, episode. yeah. It, it, it was... Uh, Brian Croucher is one of them. Um, yeah. It's Brian Croucher, Michael Keating, I'm going to have and... to try and get that, see if it's on YouTube or something. It, that, you, you, you've got to get the UK yeah, release just, just for the audio commentaries yeah. because Jacqueline Pierce is one of them on there, you know. And yeah, when you barking, first, yeah. when you first see Travis, you know, Z yeah. goes ah, and, and it cuts, and you've got Travis walking forward with his cape and his floppy hat. All Jacqueline Pierce says is "darling." She goes <laughs> like that. You know? But this bit, when when um, Callie and Jenna and Blake are just about to go down. Um, Brian Croucher comes up with a good question, which is, uh, who did Callie's hair? Because it is quite yeah. elaborate, the way it's all it piled is, yeah. up and done like that. Yes, yeah. Because I can't see Jenna being the sort that will sit around and braid each other's hair. You never got Callie a feeling did. the two of them were friends. No. Did you? Although, you know, you know we've, we've been saying for years that Blake reminds us of a school teacher. Perhaps he was actually a hairdresser. He was like Mr. Teasy Weezy. Mm, Mr. T- Blake yeah. Teasy Weezy. Yeah. Mm, mm. Brian Croucher also uh, mentioned something. I've now, I don't think I've ever listened to this audio commentary before, so this was new to me. Um, he said about, and I don't know when these were recorded, these audio commentaries. I'm, I'm guessing late 90s, yeah. early 2000s. But uh, um, he said about how uh, Jan Chappelle um, lives near him, or he, oh, right. she did at the time, in Faversham. Um, down here in Kent, which is about a 15-minute drive 
from where I am right now. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I didn't realise I was near neighbours to uh, Travis and Callie. Yeah. For, well, didn't for, you, for didn't, some didn't you say time. that um, Brian Crouch used to drive cabs around your Was area, a taxi so. driver in Canterbury, yeah, yeah, which is the next town down the yeah, M2 so. from Faversham. That explains it. It must have been the time when he was living in Faversham, yes. So it could be when he was doing the auto commentary, he was, uh, he was a taxi driver. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Small world. Small world, yeah. Right, so, yeah, we've got to go past that bit. We've got to go past all the Serverland and Crantor bits and yes. the Avon and Villa going down to Freedom City. Did you watch all the uh, I did. bits I watched, again? I you... watched the whole episode. I, it's, one, it's one of my favourite episodes, so I... It I'm is terrific. That, watch it. The whole Avon and yeah. Villa stuff. I, lo- so. I mean, I love Crantor, so I, mm. I could watch Aubrey Woods doing anything. For, yeah, true, you know. true. All right, so we've got to go back to the bar, and uh, Dockley's passed out. Yes. And, and he's been put out the back. Um, I realised I, I, I could probably cosplay Dockerly, couldn't I now? I sort of, I, he's the mm-hmm. character I most look like at the yeah. moment. So. But, 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 but you could do this, Travis. I mean, you yeah, said I'm, about if there's yeah. maximum power next year, and we only found out yesterday there is maximum power there is, next so, year. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I want to do a Travis. So, I mean, I haven't got many Travis costumes that that aren't a complete pile of ass to make. Like, yeah, but this is it. Right do yeah, this one. Do all this you need thing, yeah. is a cape, a floppy hat, and a bit of bin liner. And, Which, you, and you're sorted. Coincidentally, I've probably got all three of those things within about 10 metres of me. So There you go. There we go. It'd be really good if people yeah. came, it, uh, different people came as different versions of Travis. Yes. So you'd have, have a line like of Travis. Four or five, yeah. yeah, you would have a Chavan Travis. Yeah. You would have this Travis. You would have oh, a Mark you, 1 Travis, you, a Mark 2 Travis. You could recreate, for a photo, you could re- create that Evolution of Man poster. You could. And then, yeah. And if Stephen Greif and Brian Croucher were there as well, yeah. one brilliant. <laughs> Come on, we've got to start working on this. this yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking now, maybe I won't go as a Federation trooper. I will go as Chavan. Or... Yeah. A bit as a trooper and a bit as Chavan. Yeah. I don't well, mean tra- a bit, a bit my yeah. body, but you know, a bit of the day, yeah. not you know, a Federation trooper with a Chavan head. Yeah, I'm trying. Like I'm, I'm trying to work out ways of doing um, uh, Brian Crouch's costume, the the Federation uniform. I mean, it's a the material is. It was probably something they just picked up off the roll back then, but. That Travis Mark II yeah. outfit. It's it reminds me. It, it's like padded, isn't it? Yes. It's like yeah. it, it's like. I, I don't know. It's like chair padding or, yeah, it, or something like that. Yeah, it, it reminds me of the, the the plastic stuff you used to get on it on external like chairs you put in a garden and things like that. Yes, um, yes. And I'm I'm sure that's probably something. It wouldn't. It would have been something upholstery that they used. But I'm I keep looking. I keep on. I'm you know I'm I'm going to do my best to make it. If it if I can't. Then I'll probably just get a load of leatherette and make uh, Travis mm. Mark one. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, you've got uh, you, you've got what ten months or something oh, to yeah, come up with something. It's a long right? time for me, isn't it? I knock it yeah. up in the weekend. <laughs> mm. Well, good point to mention here. You know, we're just talking about Travis outfits because he's he's pushed his cape back and he's got this yeah. brown outfit. Now yeah. that, that that that's a really good outfit. That's like something that, yeah. that you could uh, you you could copy couldn't you that yeah. would be easier than the black all black oh definitely yeah 100 because it's just it's like brown cotton it's a jumpsuit and it but it's, it's think... really nice you know when he's laid on serverland's sort of hanging chair later on in the episode you get quite a good look at it and it's like oh, that's actually a really nicely designed outfit. i think yeah. i think if you're having trouble finding the material for his regular yeah, suit that's that the one. way to go and call it renegade travis you yeah. know outlaw yeah. out travis the outlaw yeah 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 um 
and I do like this outfit. I, I, I think this really should have come after trial. This, this is, yeah, you know, his persona that he develops, you know, when he's on the run, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just wish they'd put a bit more thought into the continuity of, because there's nothing inherently wrong with what they've got. It's just that it, it needed that sort of showrunner just to plot out Travis's yes. arc a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, we've mentioned this we, many we times that you're only meant to watch this once and yep. then kind of like forget about it, aren't you? Exactly, you're not meant yeah. to watch it over and over and have books and guidebooks yeah. and episode listings and stuff like that. All right, so uh, Cheney asks him if he wants to have a drink. Yes, well, brilliant scene. Why does he do it? He gets thirsty. You want a drink now, Travis? I'll have a Vita's aid. Earlier tonight, he said that 30 of his ex-patients tried to kill him. What does that mean? Means he gets drunk. Well, whatever he's got on his mind, it can't be that bad. I hear he was quite a hero at the Bari. Perhaps he was trying to pay something back. They say he was one of the first in the burner. When the fumes got too much for him, it was you who dragged him out. Oh, yes. I'm a hero, too. So, you've saved his life twice. Why? It's my noble nature. Oh, yes, Travis. I can see it shines from your one yellow eye. Nobility. Thanks for the drink. Are you aware... Right, I'm going. You can say it's a real drink, can't you? It is. Is it? Oh, yeah. What is it? I've always hated the word Vitazade. Yeah, I hate it the word. Spacey. It's too spacey, and I hate the way that Brian Croucher says it. He goes, "I'll have a Vitazade." Yeah. I wasn't aware until I started researching for today's episode that Vitazade is indeed a drink. Right, I don't know if it came out after Blake Seven was actually transmitted. I don't know if somebody watched this story yeah, and went, "Oh, um, that's a good name," but it is a drink uh, from Northern Ireland. And um, it, from looking at it, it's like one of those god awful drinks you had in the seventies, uh, like Corona and stuff yeah. like that. They're, they're like bubblegum flavored, oh, right. fizzy water. Because the way Travis know? says it is as if he said. You know, hard whiskey. It's like a man's drink. I love it. Vitazade. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's brilliant. I love so, it. So when you think that she's actually giving him some cherry-flavoured fizzy drink... It could well be, yeah. <laughs> it probably is. It loses any sort of impact, doesn't it? We should yeah, buy shares not... in Vitazade then, because it obviously carries on past the new calendar. So. <laughs> All right. And, and Travis um, um, reckons he was uh, a hero on the bar right? Yes. Um, sorry, Dockerley was a hero on yeah, the Bari, Do- yeah. as recompense for a past deed. We know what he's talking about, yes, don't we? Yeah. Yes, but but we, we we never knew that when we watched this for the episode the no. episode the first time. So I, I always like this. We've again yeah, mentioned nice, this. Nice that, little mystery, a bit of suspense. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and Travis saved his life. He he kept going back in the burner. Um, um, to he kept yeah. he went back in there to rescue him. I, I uh, it never occurred to me that he might have actually set that accident up yeah. to save him to ingratiate himself with Dockley. But that's a, a really good idea. Fella, yeah, he's a cunning yeah. fella. Um, the other week when we were talking hostage, you know, yes. and we talked about the overacting eyeball 
you know. Yeah, about... he gets, gets a bit of that in this, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he goes, oh, yes, I'm a hero too. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the way he says it. I like the way he yeah. says it, but yeah, it's the overacting eyeball, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't mind. I mean, it, it, to me, I this just shows that Travis has a sense of humour. It might mm. be dark and warped and horrendous, but yeah, he's uh, he's having a bit of fun with Chaney, isn't he? I do like Travis. In, I'd yeah. forgotten how good yeah, he is so good. It, in this story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it goes, oh, yes, I'm a hero too. And then you get the most god-awful cut to outside. Yeah, um, yeah really weird, hard cut. Yeah, on film. They filmed it on film, shot at night, yeah. very windy, with tinsel blowing everywhere. Yeah. And it looks crap. It really does look yeah. terrible. And you don't, there's no, your brain can't sort of figure in how did Travis get from there to here? No, there's no in that, the blink of it, it. Yeah, there's no cut to something else, and then you go, okay, it's later on. Yeah, it's, and it's then cut, cut back to yeah, him. Yeah, it's yeah. cut in a way that it's like, oh, the, hang on, what the hell happened there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got guys waiting for him, um, Crantor's yeah. collectors, um, waiting for Travis. Um, completely forgotten that one of them's got that torch from uh, yes, uh, Mission torch, to Destiny. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so yeah, they've obviously um, raided the. Oh, I, for, I forgot just yeah the reason i say blake's torch and of course it mean, doesn't mean anything to you is that someone told me the wrong episode to watch <laughs> so i watched um uh the goth planet one what's that called the keeper the keeper now yes. in that blake takes this torch down into the cave system that's why my brain said it was blake's torch. does he take this torch down yeah, this exact one yeah the big um, thing yeah right so, right right See, it, the first time that this is such nerdy talk now. Yeah. The first time we torch. see that torch is Mission, Mission to Destiny, Destiny yeah. and yeah. we said that looks like a Liberator torch, but yeah. it's not. It's a torch that was that Callie uses that was on the ship. Yeah, I, I guarantee I would put money on it that this was made to be on the Liberator. This was like a, you know they did the TARDIS toolbox. I reckon someone's knocked up a. Uh, liberate a tool set and one of them is this space tool. and then they needed a torch for Mr. Destiny and that was there and they went oh, oh let's use this first that I had put money on it that's the case because okay. it, it looks like it's the Liberator gun handle with a alien front and it doesn't look like the sort of torch the Federation or anyone would use does it it's... Mm, yeah 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 I think you're right yeah it's really nice yeah. I wish Alex would come up with one of them or work in one of them that, yeah. I'd I don't think it would be that difficult would it no, I, I'm I'm sure that's an EMA, yeah. you know, yeah. clear clear dome, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's knocked out and collected by these collectors. Yes, he throws um, his cape at him, doesn't he? He does. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what he was hoping for there. No, no. And we've already discussed the whole Travis Serverland scene. Great scene, but we've already yes. talked about this. Yeah. Um, go back it, and listen to episode. Go, go back and listen to our Crantor. Fill in one. the yeah. gap here. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I can't. What episode number was it? You should know off the top of your head. Uh, I don't know right now. I can dig it out as I waffle. Yes, just edit it in. It was episode... Yes. There you go. <laughs> I might just do that. Yeah. Um, so so we, we've got to move on to uh, Blake and Callie and Jenna in the bar. Yes. And uh, Chaney uh, reckons that they came in on a planet hopper. Yes. I th- I thought Is this the, the term... first use of planet yeah. hopper? I thought the term planet hopper was just from season four because that's what... Uh, the yeah. Scorpio is, isn't it? It's a planet yeah. hopper. So do you think? Have... Do you think then, if we'd have gone, if we'd have ventured a bit further into the car park with tinsel on, we'd have seen a Scorpio sat there? I love that idea. 
I love that idea. I mean, like, later on, Cheney's going to start talking about docking bays and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I like the idea that the, that the whole place is like Mos Eisley. Yeah. And you've got all this these is, things yeah. like where the Falcon is. And yes, you could have had an Easter egg, you know, yeah. or somebody who's good at uh, CGI could, you know, put a Scorpio in, in on a docking thing. Yeah. Well, you know exactly. If they if they ever redo them and they do that scene in CGI, someone would put the Falcon there somewhere. Mm. The, the yeah, the Scorpio will be there. It'll be so many ships. Yeah. That you know of. I can yeah. see it now. I can actually view the scene in my head now. You'll have some yeah. of the space rat chopper yes. things yeah. there as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I like it. I like I like the term planet hopper. Very very often we're yes. dismissive of terminology in Blake Seven, but I I, I, I like planet hopper. I, I think it's really good. Um, and that's what it says on the tin. Yes, and Cheney reckons uh, Jenner and Callie have got class. Yes, and, well, and got enough fi- class to to work in the brothel. And, yeah, that was my question. Yeah. Does she reckon they're cool girls? Yes, yeah, I, I, that's well, that's the implication I bring away from it that she's saying, you, you two girls look like you've got class. You could, you could work in the slightly higher class brothel. Uh, yeah, that's what I take from it. Which makes Blake their pimp. Yeah, because he didn't. Perm. Well, he didn't dress up for it. Maybe if he was in like some sort of zoot suit or something like yeah. that, you would think more that she would might think that he's a. But pimp. how how do we know that? It, when this happens, that what Blake's wearing isn't classic pimp attire. Mm. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. All right, well, Clever Dick comes in then. Yes. He's looking for Klein. Um, that costume Clever Dick is wearing, I'm sure that's a guard costume from Doctor Who. It's some yeah. Tom Baker one, and there's a helmet with feathers or something. They're all yeah, black could, and like that. Could well be. It looks nice. It's a nicely made outfit. So, again, Judging by the fact there's no budget on display for any of the rest of this episode, I think these nice-looking costumes aren't mm. made for this. No, no, they, they yeah, they're too used. good for yeah, it, aren't too they? Good, yeah. yeah, yeah. So during this exchange between uh, Cheney and Clever Dick, um, Blake and Jenna and Callie are listening in all this, and and Blake is eating pretzels. So yep. pretzels make it to uh, the second century. He's never learned that. Has he never eat bar food like that. No, he's going to no, be covered no. in piss. <laughs> <sighs> And they've guessed, they've guessed that Klein is Dockley, yes. and uh, Callie says he's out the back. She senses that he's out the back. Yeah, and again, nice little use of Callie's, little throwaway use of Callie's uh, yep. telepathy and that. And I like that, that they don't make a big show of it. And that, she should be handy for things like this, where she can... She should have done know, things yeah. like this more often, shouldn't yeah. she? You know? Um, so Cheney goes out back, she tries um, uh, sobering Dockley up. Do you understand what I'm saying? Come on, drink this. You've got to get away from here. Crantle. No reason for him to be after me. There's someone behind him. Could only be Servalin. Who? Servalin. She represents some people I once worked for. Oh, I knew they'd get me in the end. You've got to get out of Freedom City. Away from this planet. You can't stay here now. Don't worry, Cheney. I won't involve you. If I want to be involved... Now listen. There's a Trantinian planet hopper leaving here in a couple of hours. I think I can get you on it. A Trantinian ship? The captain's a regular here. He owes me a favour or two. He'd never take me. I'm a Federation citizen was. Trantinians would never accept me. This is a planet hopper, Klein. They'll drop you off on some remote spot. 
You can completely vanish. No one will ever find you. <laughs> to be safe at last. Oh, Genie, I could never repay you. You don't have to. I told you. He owes me. And tells him he's got to get out. Krentor is after him. And, and she can get him on a planet hopper. Yeah. Hopper again. Not, again, a lovely little scene, this, really. It two is good, a lovely little scene. Actors. And yeah. it's nice, and what, as I get older, it makes it's nice that this is a scene between two older characters. Mm. Yeah. Um, nicely done. It's not over the top. It's a little bit of no. romance. There. I, yeah, yeah, really nice. We don't get yeah. many character bits like this, do we? No. So the, it the, is nice yeah. when they do happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so he's up for it. He gets up to go, and yes, we have hey. this h- hilarious moment where, 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 well, Dennis there is trying to get his coat on. Yes. Now, I, as I, I think I said a couple of weeks back or whatever, I'm okay with this because he's meant to be drunk. Yes. And yes. if you've ever tried to put your coat on while tipsy, difficult. But rewatching this scene, it's not his. It's not Dockley or Dennis Carey's fault. It's it's uh, the jacket. Chaney. Well, no, yeah, it, Cheney. Because he's he's trying to get on. She notices the actress notices he's struggling and goes to help him and makes it worse because she tries to turn it inside out. That's so, true. Thinking yes. it's the other way around. And yeah. at that point, you can almost see the two actors go, "This ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work." Oh, just carry it. But, but he is yeah. great because I yeah. mean, the di- director could have on, said, "Well, cut." Yeah. Maybe, maybe they were running out of time, you know. Um, but. They never did a second take, yeah. and in the end, he just gives up and and dismissively puts it over yeah. his shoulder, well, which is great. That's acting. Yeah, that's acting. It's really good. That's that's pl- uh, stage acting where you carry on no matter what. You don't break mm. the thing. And I, I was um, I got a book off eBay, and it was uh, it's a critical guide to Blake Seven. It's like a self published book. It's really good actually. And I was reading um, through a few of the episodes, and uh, it's like. Um, Sally Nivet and that, and one she says one of the things that that used to just annoy them was the fact that it was filmed in the old Doc Two way, which was you carried on no matter what, right? Uh, Unless someone swears or you know a wall falls down, you carried on. Yeah, and she said they, whilst they were stage trained, it was that wasn't the way that most companies worked anymore. So she found it very off-putting that they the director would they would do a scene that she would class as being fluffed completely mm. and they'd go yep okay that's it let's go on to the next one and it, she would often ask the director what well, we're, we're not going to retake that mm. um, so it must be galling that to know that you've not done your best work yeah. through no fault of your own but bad luck that's what's going on and out. somebody might think that that is your best work because yes. you didn't get yeah. a chance of a second go at it yeah. exactly yeah exactly mm. Mm. All right, so yeah, he, he he stands up and and she shows him out. Yes, uh, through the back door, which is through some black bin liner. Yeah, yeah, there's streamers. No, they can't even afford doors. There's they? no doors. No. Um, I've noticed this time that when he goes out, he just stops outside. You can see him just yeah, standing he's just there. there. Yeah, because <laughs> there's nowhere else there's to no go. Set, isn't there? He's against the wall. Or <laughs> but yeah, he's got. He's meant to be going down yeah. to the docking rink, but the yes. actor's just stopped because uh, he's up against a brick wall or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks like Santa's Grotto, one of those cheap Santa's it does, Grottos. Yes, yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. So we go back into the bar, and this is when uh, Jenny, uh, Jenny, uh, Jenna, and Callie are having this staged fight. What did you call me? A cheap little space tramp. 
A ten credit touch. What? Oh, if you do that again, I'll break them. Yes. You're letting go of oh, my friends. You're letting go Which is nice. Uh, I like, I like it's it. nice, and, and it gives it gives them both something to do. Yeah. Um, I've I've got a problem with Space Tramp. Yeah, that's yeah. that's got to go on the list. That's um, a, that sounds like a Terryism, doesn't it? It does, and uh, yeah, or, it's like Robert. Or, come on, yeah. Or um, uh, the what's his name? The new producer guy. He's he's put that in as a Mickey take of. This is what Terry Nation would write. Oh, it, oh, yeah. it might be, Which yes. Could be, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't like that, Space yeah. Tramp. But for Blake Seven, the next line, you slut. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A 10 credit touch. Yeah. That's a Robert Holmes line, a 10 yeah. credit, credit touch. But, yeah, yeah to you slut. slut. Is not. Yeah. And also, yeah. uh, um, Avon calls Villa a dummy. You dummy. Yeah, that we didn't like fit. that. No, so, the, yeah. You're right. There's a couple of things there that don't quite fit. Not in the um, Blake Seven yeah. universe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not very convincing this fight, but it's good fun. You know, yeah, throwing it's... a bit of water and and that. And uh, Blake sneaks uh, back and finds his cyber tools. I like his cyber tools. Yeah. Again, I nice think they're case, too yeah. that they're too good uh, to be for this yeah. episode. They must be from something else. I reckon they're, they're probably it's the toolkit that the guy that was fixing the tea machine left, and they went, "Oh, you <laughs> that? Yeah, no, maybe. It's nice. it, look, it looks a bit sonic screwdriver as well, doesn't it? And I, I, I'm a sucker for those where someone's knocked up a, a Perspex holder for things. Mm. And I love that, where there's like three things in it and they've got their little holder. It's like, oh, I love that. <laughs> well, Jenna and Callie, Callie they're chucked out yes. um, and, and, and meet Blake outside. It looks terrible. The, the lighting is terrible. The fact they've got a wind machine. You've just got tinsel everywhere. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. again, the... the the physical nature of this station doesn't make much sense because Blake goes out the other way and then he's out waiting out the front yeah, for him. And it's like, so does that, does that other way just come out there or mm. it, I know we do, we shouldn't need stuff like this to work it out, but it's, it, it's so it's breaking the uh, exit left enter right type. Yes. Rule that you should never do. You yeah, know, if you exit yeah. one way, you should come back on that way. And he, it's like he he leaves facing one way, and he's immediately somewhere else facing the other way. It's like it's just it, you know. It doesn't rains. It, it doesn't this flow properly. Yeah. It doesn't flow, does it? No, no. Um, so that they're out there. They spot Travis. Um, yeah. That's tra- Travis going back to the bar and Cheney because he's desperate for Dockley's help. Um, yes. getting his arm fixed. Yeah, he's got a numb mm. arm. Yes, yeah. And Cheney says he's in loading bay 10 and gives him Dockley's uh, toolbox, yep. his little white and red toolbox to uh, um, um, to, to take to Dockley. Um, this docking bay um, has got balloons as well as tinsel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, jeez. Oh, it's, oh uh, dear, dear. Perhaps yeah. they had a children's party on just before. Yeah, so there, there, there we are. We're in this docking bay space now. Balloons. Space balloons. Yeah, yeah, and clever Dick and some yeah. other guy. They're skulking about, and um, Dockerly is hiding by some yellow oil barrels yes. uh, next to the Millennium Falcon. Did you spot that? I didn't know. Is, mm. that, is it? 
Go back and have a look. When oh. you see Dockley there by the yeah. yellow barrels, look at the top of the screen, and it's a glass painting. The, 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 the left of the... Uh, uh, sorry, the right of the picture and the top is a glass painting. Right. And they... Somebody, quite well, I think... It's uh, it's not meant to be the Millennium Falcon, but you know the cockpit of the Millennium yeah. Falcon. You're, you're looking head on at it. Yeah. It's round, isn't it? And then you've got... a. a the, the, the round circle window with the segments just yes. above it that you look out of. It's that. Oh, yeah. Somebody has painted that. Yeah. Oh, See, I will. I, so when I said about the CGI guy, so this is the equivalent of the CGI guys putting the Falcon on there. I knew mm -hmm. they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Doc Lee warns Travis that there's two of them. Yes, yeah. I love this. Mm. This is uh, such a... It shows what a, a capable hard guy Travis is. Yeah. I like yep. the way that you don't see the fight. Yeah. No, that's um, perfect. You hear it. Yeah. It's a bit silly the way it starts because he, he throws his cape out, doesn't he, like Dracula. Yep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you've got a bit of shadows on the wall and stuff. I guess, you know, they didn't have enough time or money to actually yep. do it. But I like the fact that you just hear a few shots and then Clever Dick comes in dying, doesn't he? Yes. And I, I like the fact that there's no doubt on... Um, Dockley's mind is there that that, that Travis, Travis will yeah. save him, yeah. And Travis has got no doubt either. It's yeah, it's it's, it's really lovely, nice scenes. And it's good because you're seeing that Travis yeah. doesn't. Is, yeah, he, he hasn't got to resort to his like sneaky left hand. He's good with a pistol, isn't yeah. he? You know, yeah. He's because yeah, because before he had his first run in with Blake, he was a capable officer with without his robotic bit. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, and. Clever Dick is dying and tells Travis about the bomb in his arm. Yeah. Uh, why? Uh, plot device. It yeah, is a plot I, device. It, that always strikes me as like... Because you think, oh, it's it's Clever Dick wanting to get revenge, but the better revenge would be not to say it. Yeah, and he but, just gets yeah. blown up. Um, we've asked this question before. Since when has Travis got a robot arm? Yeah. It was meant to be his hand, yeah. but again, plot device... Uh, you can't put a bomb in a hand, therefore you've got to put it in the whole arm, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's that point when, you know, Travis goes back to Dockley. He makes the mistake of calling him Dockley and not Klein. Yeah. Dockley, where are you? Over here. Who told you my name was Dockley? I recognised you. When? First time we met. Just drop the gun, Travis. Blake, I've been waiting for you. I knew you'd come. I'm glad I didn't disappoint you. It's Dockery I want to see. What do you want with me? Rog Blake, you may have heard of me. I have a ship called the Liberator. Yes, I've heard of you, Blake. I repeat, what do you want with me? One piece of information. The location of Star One. And you're going to be disappointed. And that's when Blake comes in, um, and Gareth Thomas again, really good. He's got his, yeah. uh, he, he's got the gun out. He wants the location of Star One. Um, Dockley doesn't know the location. He says he operated on thirty technicians who worked on Star One, and then he erased their memories afterwards. And as he's saying all this, he's trying to fix Travis's arm. Yeah. 
Which looks terrible. It just looks like a bit of drain pipe or something, doesn't it? It's, I thought it was yeah. actually a shop room dummy. Oh, it could um, be, yeah. Uh, an yeah, actual uh, one, uh, yeah. yeah. It looks terrible. It looks terrible. Again, this sounded so much better when I was listening yeah. to it on my little portable cassette player up in my room while I was making my models, you know. Um, yeah, then when you see it, when it comes out on video, it's like, oh, good Lord. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's fixing his arm all the way through this. Um, and he also says he, he faked the uh, the operation on the la- on his last victim and ran for it and so did the last victim because i i guess he dockley thinks that you know much like the the the, the people that you know uh, built the the traps in the pyramids and stuff like that and the guards that yep. took the pharaoh down you're killed so you can't actually give away the secrets um, and that's why he ran for it i don't understand why he uh faked one of them why yeah. doesn't he just run for it yeah or mm. fake more than one because yeah. uh, i suppose his from Dockler's point of view once the secret's out the value in having him dead is gone mm. so if it was like 10 years ago or whatever why has he waited so long wouldn't you just you know send an email to the world wouldn't you Why'd yes the universe yeah. yeah um the bomb has not been primed i'm no. guessing that, that 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 was a mistake blake says it hasn't been primed my favourite uh, moment, even more than the trying to put the sheepskin jacket yeah. bit on, is you look at Travis and Brian Croucher has got his left arm shoved inside his like boiler suit, yeah. shoved down. I'm guessing his hand is down in his pants as yeah. well because you can quite clearly see that's his arm. They haven't they haven't put the cape across. They haven't done yeah, anything to disguise it. You know, there's so many ways you could have made it look better. <laughs> And just, it doesn't. Without even any budget, just in, like, say, the way it's shot. Drape is, he's wearing a bloody cape. Put a cape over it. Or just angle yeah. it differently yeah. because the camera is pointing directly at him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's going to be very easy to get a screen grab to put on Facebook for that moment. Mm. Yeah, so that happens, that happens. And again, we've got that terrible, oh, I'm not going to kill you. Our quarrel is... Yeah. With the Federation, not you, you know. If you kill Travis now, what then is going to happen won't happen. You know that if you don't kill Travis, he's going to come after you as you go after Star One. Um, yep. You know, and Jenna says she'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. If you're not going to kill him, I'll do it. Um, but but Blake says that would be a mercy. He's done this before. Oh, yeah. I'm going to leave you to the mercy of your, yeah. your, your superiors. This is, this is what... But scenes like this, I hate. I know they've got to do it because you can't, you can't have like the show would have been over two episodes in. But this constant, um, no, no, I it would be wrong. No, I won't kill you this once. No, I, it you can only get away with it so many times. And and Blake Seven and I mean the character of Blake, the character of Travis does it as well. They go back to it just too often. Mm. So you can forgive a lot of things, but yeah, this it, this bit comes over as. I mean, there's any number of ways, again, you could have done it. You know, it turns out that Clever Dick wasn't quite dead and he shoots and, you know, smoke goes off and Travis legs it. Or Mm. there's any number of ways you could have done this. But I imagine, again, it's getting towards 10 o'clock. Yeah. They've got to film this quick. Just get over with it. Yeah, because we cut away to Crantor or, or Avon and Villa, and when we come back to the docking bay, Travis is just gone. He's yeah. not there anymore. He's buggered off, yeah. Did he say, well, bye-bye, Doc Lee, and, yeah. or, or what? I mean... Yeah, hmm. see you, Doc Lee. Yeah, and Cheney's arrived with the captain of the Planet Hopper. Yeah. Um, that spacesuit that captain's wearing, I'm sure that's from something like... Um, 
the the one with the bug, the Doctor Who one with the big oh, drone um, thing. Yeah, I think yeah, uh, Invisible Enemy. Invisible Enemy. Yeah. It looks like something like that, and the yeah, guy so. looks very familiar as well. I've seen him in something else, uh, maybe Doctor Who or something. Yeah. What's going on? Actually, they're friends. They're friends. I didn't know you had any. I have some. These last minutes. Well, get moving. Can't you see the man here is getting worried? Sure. Jockerly, that last operation, you said it was faked. Does that mean he can still remember? As far as I know, Blake, I certainly hope so. Who is he? His name was Logan. He was a cipher surgeon like myself. Perhaps that's why... I changed my heart. Anyway, we faked the operation between us. We didn't erase the brain print. We took a copy of it. And then we both ran. He took the copy with him. I heard that he'd gone to Earth on a planet called Goth. And later I heard that one of their tribal chiefs had his brain print on a thong round his neck. Well, either it was the print or his head. They're a crude lot on Goth. Yes, well, good luck, Klein, or whatever your name is. I'll see you again, Chini. Maybe. Yeah, so, yeah, the captain's there uh, to take um, Dockerley away. And um, he says that the last operation was fate, and a cyber surgeon called Lurgan was his last uh, person. And he thinks he's on a planet called Goth. He heard that he was on a planet called Goth. And that the chief has either got the brain print that he took with him uh, around his neck or Lurgan's head around his neck. Um, I like like the actor uh, um, through all these scenes, you know. Um, Yeah. Dennis Carey. Dennis, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a really good actor. He appears a couple of times in Doctor Who and he's... He's always yeah. He's he'd made a good doctor, I think. Mm, yeah, yeah. And that's it. Um, yeah. He goes off, and uh, Blake and Co. go on towards uh, Goth. Yes, which I've already watched. So I don't have to. Watch which it. you've already watched, and I haven't. So yeah. I, I do apologise for that. Um, that's Ian, right. I really At do. least it wasn't animals. That was the that was the big. That was the last time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, if it does happen again, I mean, after we have done the whole um, Gola. Um, episode. I mean, yep. if you accidentally watch one, I don't think it's going to be too uh, too much no, of a hardship. No, we've, we've got after that one, we've got solid gold left. Really. We've got solid gold all the yeah. way uh, yeah. after next week. Yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, on on to behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and as I say, Robert Holmes, he did this as a deliberate nod to westerns. Um, I can't believe it. I've seen this in more than one place that Dockley was originally going to be called Doc Holiday. Yeah, I. I... I think I've read this, and I certainly you you mentioned it. Um, I, it. This strikes me as was it that while they were writing this, Robert Holmes or whoever said, "Oh, the character could be a bit like Doc Holliday." I've called him Doc Lear, but there was, I don't. I doubt there was ever any intent to call him Doc Holliday in the program because no, that, it, it that, it's be. too. Yeah, it, it can't. It can't be. No, I think yes. It's it's just. I, I think it is fans, you know, yep. um, um, 
adding more stuff to it. It's an in-joke yep. from Robert Holmes. It's a Western. I'm going to call him Doc Lee because it's a bit like Doc Holiday, and people go, oh, maybe he originally was yeah. going to be called Doc. He, he is a cyber surgeon. He's a doctor. Maybe yep. he was going, going to be called it. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's amazing, especially in Doctor Who as well. It's amazing how many uh, things fans treat as gospel truth that aren't. And, and sometimes you can watch it gradually morphing from what it was to what it becomes the fan version of it mm. because we you know we've been fans for long enough to see that happen there's an evolution yeah. in in yeah. these stories and the actors themselves will go to convention after convention after convention and tell the same story over and over again and of course they're going to get bored with it and they're going to start rewriting it and i don't doubt that by the end of it they believe the actor believes what yeah. was what it was but you know it i think it's just it's it seems to happen a lot in, especially Blake Seven and Doctor Who fandom. Mm. Yeah, I think I think you know the 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 whole idea of um, um, you know Blake Seven and Doctor Who sharing the same universe all yeah. stems from that little in, oh wouldn't be funny it's a, yeah it's a Terry Nation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and then you know Gareth Thomas or Tom yeah. Baker says, "Oh yeah, it would have been good if they were that we were walking down a corridor and saw each other." And then that gets magnified as yeah. well, doesn't it, and exaggerated? Yeah. Well, that's all right. I mean, that that's that's one that you can actually trace the evolution of that Tom Baker's tale about he wanted the Blake and that because that started off as a, a, a chat in a pub late at night. And it yeah. was one of his off the cut. And then by now it's like, oh, it was, you know, that was what was planned. It was a bit like, you know, the Daleks season being yeah. the Andromedans and that. It's like, yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, this this terrible looking um, exterior with the balloons and the tinsels yes. and the wind machine. Looks like um, a car park. I'm surprised you don't recognize it. Actually, mm. if the camera had pulled back a bit further, I think you would have recognized it. Oh, right. right? Have we seen it uh, before, or is it somewhere that we know? It's somewhere where you know. It's right. uh, it's the South Bank. Oh, right. Uh, it's the South Bank Centre, you know, where the yeah. um, everything is. Um, it was filmed... That's where um, Frontier in Space was filmed as well. Exactly what I was about to say. I've got a photo which I'll put on Facebook where you see some draconians in exactly this spot, right? right? That's so weird, though, because the whole point they used it in Frontier in Space is at the time it was a very, very futuristic-looking location, but you had to pull back to see the location. Yes, yes. If you're filming against one wall... Yep. Why bother? My point oh. exactly. The, the the Draconians were filmed in exactly the same spot, but in yeah. Frontier in Space, A, it's daytime. Yes, yeah, daylight. Yeah. B, the, the director decided yeah. to do a wide shots. Yeah. And, and yes, it's it's sort of like under the car park or something like that, and, and you've got like a 45-degree angle concrete roof. Yeah. Right? It could be a strut anywhere, couldn't it? Yes, yeah, with inlays and stuff yeah. like that. But for some reason, the director... Uh, old George Spenton Foster here decided to just do like a three shot of yeah. Blake and Jenna and Callie where you just see a wall behind them. And so what was the point of going there? It just, it's yeah. And that, it beggars belief as to why they would bother. You could have filmed that in the corner of the studio. Hmm. Now th- I think the reason they, that okay, they chose the wrong angle to film it, but the reason they went there is the script calls the rink because this is where they are aren't they yeah. in freedom city the rink it um robert holmes calls it an ill-lighted alley of some squalor that runs between the tawdry saloons and brothels scattered in the alley are streamers and confetti the debris of mardi gras oh so that's why there's 
Yeah. Bloody tinsel about. Yeah, yeah. Streamers and confetti. No, they've just sellotaped some tinsel yeah. to a uh, a nondescript concrete wall. Um, mm, yeah. So there you go. Uh, also, um, there was a scene that was meant to have been filmed. I don't know if they did film it, but there that there is a scene in the script which has a group of like hobos and tramps yeah. sleeping rough outside the rink. Um, and at, at one point, one of them gets up, and that is Travis. That is where he's like yeah. just staking out the rink. He's he, he's he's down amongst the tramps in the rink. I wonder if they actually. I wonder if they got to the. They were planning to do all this. They got to the location and realised. Like, you know, I don't know, there was posters up or there was something that stopped them. Because mm. these would have been lovely scenes. And you can imagine, like, can you imagine the, where they, uh, they hijack, waylay Travis, the two guys, mm. if that would have been on, like, one of the walkways at yeah. the South Bank, you know, with yeah. the city in the background. So, oh, it would have, have been amazing. I mean, nope. they've obviously filmed at night. But, yeah, yeah. They, they filmed at night because the place is shut. Yeah, but was only that bit available to them? Because, yeah. as you say, one of those walkways would have been pretty nifty. Yeah, I mean, I don't get it. I'd no. There's more to this, isn't there? There's more to this than yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, as I say, directed by George Spenton Foster. Yeah, um, which is a bit of a surprise because. Um, Brian Croucher is very good in this story. Yeah. Um, but George Spenton Foster um, did Brian's very first Travis story. He did Weapon, didn't he? Um, and apparently he didn't like Brian Croucher and was doing everything he could to jeopardise Brian's success um, And in, in that very first one. So I guess they must have kissed and made up, up or yeah. something. Yes, yeah. And this was his final work with the BBC. He had been with them right. since the 1950s, but this was the very last thing he did. Um, what else have I got? Oh, yes. Um, as you know, they, the episodes were recorded in pairs yeah. uh, with, with blocks of filming followed uh, on location and then studio. And, and uh, Gambit here was made side by side with Voice from the Past. So really? those two um, acting roles for Brian Croucher, yeah, you know, he's got Siobhan in one and he's got the outlaw Travis yeah. in the other. I, I guess he must have loved that. Must, yeah, that's been nice and interesting for him, yeah. Yeah, um, this story is the first time that uh, Peter Tuddenham was cre credited um, with playing the voice of Orac, um, as Zen doesn't appear in the story at all, so he's actually yeah. got a credit of uh, of Orac. I've never noticed. Do you know? so they not normally credit him as Orac? Then? No, he's credited as Zen. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I've not noticed. Yeah. Um, you know how I said, you know, this, this story starts in the middle of something, you know, you've yes. got... Um, Z telling Doc Lee to get up. Um, there was uh, model work filmed for an establishing shot of Freedom City. Yeah, because we don't get any, do we? we no. No, apart from that bit of concrete yeah. um, at South Bank, that's all you get. But no, there was a miniature built for Freedom City, made by Matt Irvine. Never made it into the story, obviously. Um, but it is visible... Um, I'm sure you've got it or you had it. There is a uh, an, uh, an edition of Starburst right. and, and there's a centre page uh, feature on Blake 7 and I remember um, you've got a lovely shot. It, it takes up both pages. It's like a panoramic shot of Freedom City, oh, right. um, well, which I used to study out, yeah. a lot. Yes, I'm, I'm, it's about, I don't know. Uh, issue 30, something like that. Yeah. But I used to study that a lot because what Matt has blatantly done is is use the Eagle Transporter oh, right. 
right? So you've got the actual, you know, the uh, the, the pod is there in different numerations. The uh, the top of each leg thing he's put together into four pieces to make like a radar dish. And you've got the girder work here. And yeah, I, I want to recreate it. I keep meaning to recreate it. And I, I was, I was going to do it a few years ago. And I've thought about it recently about doing it again. But the Eagle Transporter model kit has soared in price yeah, just lately. Yeah, up again, yeah. Because I was thinking, oh, I can use any of them, any of the... Um, the horrible AMT ones or the yes. real crappy ones, you know, because I just want those bits, you know. They haven't got to be accurate like a product enterprise or, or whatever they are calling them no, these you, days. You well, know? You, you want it to be inaccurate because that's what Yeah, I want it to be accurate, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, <laughs> and I looked on eBay a couple of days ago. No, and think no, silly money again. You're not going to get one for less than 50 quid, you yeah. know, and, and I'd need to have like three or four of them. So yeah. I, I guess that's, uh, yeah. Because when, when they re-released it, I bought, one of the re-release eagles uh, after the MPC, it was the round two put out, and I think they were like twenty-one quid or something like that. And mm. I thought, okay, that's not bad. And I thought, I'll, I'll I'll buy a few and sort of stack them away. And then next time I looked, yeah, you're talking forty plus. Yeah, yeah. And like you say, probably fifty plus. Now. And it's like, what? What the hell? I've I've got to have a rummage through my bits boxes because I know I've, I have bits, got yeah. bits. Yeah, I have got bits of um, um, the eagle. I don't know if I've got enough bits, but yeah, that's another project for another day. Um, but this establishing shot, it was cut because the story was uh, found to be seriously overrunning. Okay, so they had to trim yeah, is, a, a few bits out. It is a busy story, isn't it? There's not there's not the, many padding bits in it. Yeah, other other things cut out was um, Villa admiring uh, Callie and Jenna's outfits at the beginning, yeah. uh, um, and and also as he's admiring the outfits, he's telling them that Doc Lee is too old to appreciate them, <laughs> unlike himself. Right? Um, there was also a scene that was cut out of Villa telling Blake that Freedom City had the galaxy's biggest morgue. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, the scene of uh, Jenny and Callie being thrown out. Yeah. Um, um, there was a line from Jenna that was cut out where she says, "Up, you're not." Yeah, see, I can see why. It's weird language in this one, isn't it? Yeah, it's Robert Holmes. Yeah. He's he, he's taking the Mickey, especially the next one. There, there was a scene where Avon orders a uh, uh, a drink, and he he says another knacker knicker delight. Yeah, I I can see. I'm glad they cut things like that out. Mm, just yeah. wouldn't have fitted. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, as you say, it's a very busy story anyway, yes, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Be nice to have seen that model. I'm, I'm presuming it didn't last very long. It wasn't you, so Matt's like, all right, break all the bits up. Yeah, I'm going to stick them on something stuff, else. Yeah. yeah, of course he would have. Yeah, yeah. So, Dennis Carey. Yes. Um, on the audio commentary, um, Brian Croucher says that uh, he taught Brian at Lambda. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. They um, do definitely have a rapport, don't they? You they do. Yeah. They do. Um, how old do you think De Dennis Kerry was uh, when he made this? I reckon he must have been at, at least my age. I mean, his hair's gone. I reckon he's got to be at least fifty plus. He is fifty plus, most yeah. definitely. He was seventy. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, he looks Fair good dudes. for seventy. Yeah, no, he looks really. I'd, I'd have put early fifties. Well, we've said before, haven't yeah. we? We're, we're very much sure that somebody is a certain age and then we're horrified yeah. that they're actually considerably younger than we yes. are yeah <laughs> yeah so at least this one is because I was, I was watching it and i was thinking oh yeah he, he looks good he's you know i didn't yeah 70 bloody hell 
No, I, and I think he is excellent. Dennis Kerry yeah. is excellent yeah, in really this good. role. You know, I'd rather him have him in the role than the guy that played Justin or somebody like that. Oh, you know, yeah. Um, genre tally. He's done a few things. I mean, um, he's done quite a few things that aren't genre um, wise. I mean, he was in Day of the Jackal and things like this, wasn't he? Um, but genre tally uh, six, six is his genre no. tally. Yeah, not um, not huge, but. No, as you say, he's done Doctor Who's. Yes. Um, the first genre thing he did was uh, Blake Seven. Um, then he was uh, the Keeper of Tracken. Yep. Where he was the Keeper. Well, he he was um, Professor Cronotis before that, wasn't he? What, in Sharda? Yeah. Oh, is Sharda before Keeper of yeah. Tracken? Oh, I'm sorry, I've got that the wrong way round. Yeah, Keeper of Tracken's in Tom Baker's last season. Oh, right, okay. Um, then he was in uh, The Legend of King Arthur. With yeah. um, old thingy jig, you know the love god, um, you know um, <laughs> harvest of Kairos. Um, oh right, yes, um, yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Jarvik. Jarvik. Yeah, yeah J- Jarvik. Yeah, he was King Arthur, and um, I can never say it. Uh, Pelias, Pelis, King Pelis, P E L L E S, Pelis. Pelis. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a king yeah. from Arthur's time. Yes. Then he was in that uh, drama rama. Oh, right. that we yeah, mentioned from time to time. Yeah, and um, then he was the old man in Time Lash. Now, I've only watched oh, Time Lash yes, once. Oh, yes, he's, uh, he's the voice on the screen. I'd totally forgotten that. Well, it's not I'd, surprising, is it? I've, I've watched yeah. it once. And, yeah, yeah, he's the, he's like the um, the face of the Borad. He's on the TV screen. Oh, is he? Um, yeah, very Macro Terror-style idea. Okay. Um, yeah, I I'd forgotten that, yeah. All right. Okay. So that's it then. Uh, genre tally of six. Who but tally three of three? Who's. That's not three bad, who's. That's yeah, not that's bad. all right. That's all right. Yes. Um, and that's it. Um, no shout outs this week. Oh. Um, so we're going to wrap things up here. Um, and as I said last week, <laughs> and I'm saying again, um, yeah, we're on the home straight for season two. So next week it's the keeper. And mm. we're talking King Gola, aren't we? We Finally, are, yes. I promise you, I haven't made a mistake. It is Gola next week, all right? Well, I don't, I don't think I'll watch it again. Ready no, for it. I'll are you sure? It. Yeah, I think I might. It's yeah. another week to go. It's true. That'll be two weeks since you last saw it. Did you take notes as you watched it? I didn't. No. no. Well, I think you. I think you've Do got you to go back watch and watch it. Again? it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you, Ian. No problem. Thanks again. All right. And uh, yes, we're off to the tents next week. All right. Excellent. An intense time. (laughs) All right. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, Ian. Bye.